Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to this lovely podcast. I'm your co-host, Karen. And Dom. Uh, How are you, Dom? I know we haven't recorded in a while, I think. I wonder why... There's been an uptick in leg photos on Instagram <laughs> and a decrease in podcast episodes. Listen. I wonder what math that is. <clears throat> it's not math. It's the seasons. Mm-hmm. It is spring slash summer because sometimes the weather gets all crazy here. But it's just the weather is getting beautiful. And yeah. I have to be out there. So <laughs> I think I just automatically put us on a bi-weekly schedule yep. or every other week. Yeah. <laughs> it's our new summer schedule. Yeah. And I feel like it works, you know, mm-hmm. we're still giving people our lovely voices, but not too often. <laughs> Karen's campaign. Um, I remember there was a time on Nickelodeon. Do you remember on Nickelodeon where they were like not going to show any television? Yes, I remember and they that. Go outside. This is the adult version of Karen saying, "Don't listen to your podcast. Go outside and take pictures of your legs." It and is. Them on Instagram for this season. <laughs> it's the perfect weather for it. You're not going to take pictures of your legs in the winter time. By the snow. So this is Karen's, um, I think it's called the Let's Move. I think so. Something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, this is Karen's Let's Move uh, campaign. <laughs> Let's move and show your legs. Mm-hmm. By only giving you bi-weekly. <laughs> well, for example, back ladies, they're taking off the entire summer. Oh, Wow. Yeah, but I know, I think it's because Lena Mm -hmm. just graduated law school. And, you know, law school is stressful. And then they still have to do other things after Mm -hmm. graduating. So, yeah, that's why they, and I think typically they take a summer break. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But I feel like every other week works out fine with our schedules, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, sorry if you guys hear the kids in the background. I just could not quiet them down (laughs) (laughs) they're not my kids FYI (laughs) yeah we go on bi-weekly schedule and all of a sudden Karen has kids (laughs) (laughs) people are gonna think that I'm like running a daycare or something Mm. that's my side hustle (laughs) uh but yeah so how what have you been up to Dom not showing my legs because Famously, everyone knows by now, um, I hate this season. <laughs> well, it hasn't been humid lately. I mean, it hasn't been. It's been decent. Yeah. I've been working, uh, working on some projects. Don't want to reveal too, too much. But yeah, yeah I think um, because I am selflessly sacrificing myself by staying inside in the AC <laughs> and in the comfort 
you all who follow us, who listen to us, who love us will be really um, like surprised and happy with what's to come soonish because I'm dedicating. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's definitely a collaboration. It's me, Karen, and Karen's two legs. Of course, it's my two legs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you're right we can't reveal too much of it yet because there's a lot of stuff still you know cooking mm-hmm. so yeah once everything is ready i guess we'll reveal the yeah. big project that you've been working on though mm-hmm. but yeah i've been um taking some time to work full-time on our projects so that's what's been exciting um i am I did stray away from being um, plant-based. Oh. Whatever. It's fine. (laughs) I had a couple of... There was this one um, dish that's like teriyaki chicken skewers that I had once. And then I just like couldn't stop eating them. So I had a month where I was just like, that was the protein. Um, Back on to being plant-based actually did grocery shopping so completely plant-based um i don't know if i can quit cheese just yet but we're working on it okay those are the two things i'm doing is like i'm working and i'm trying to eat better wait wait so i don't know if i don't recall you ever being like a big pizza fan right Oh, I love pizza. So then if you quit cheese, you're not going to eat pizzas anymore? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's just, yeah. I'm kind of sad. Yeah, no, I do love pizza. I don't think I've eaten pizza as frequently as I used to, but I love pizza. Get me in front of a good pie. I'm like that episode of The Office. Do you remember when Michael ordered the bad pizza? Oh, yeah. And I was like ready to like torture him. That's <laughs> me. You don't give me bad pizza. Oh, what toppings do you like on your pizza? Are you the type of person that has veggies or meats? Uh, I'm terrible. Um, my toppings are very specific and probably gross to a couple people. Oh, um, tell me, tell me. It's very pungent. But I love the combination of like saltiness of pepperoni, uh, anchovies, and onions. <laughs> that's my that's my ideal pizza. You should have seen the face that I'm making. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you didn't say Hawaiian. No, why? I don't understand pineapples on pizza don't why 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 (laughs) don't get it same thing i say i just don't get it and people rave about it i'm like no that's that should be legal yeah but yeah i'm more of a veggie person my ideal combination is broccoli tomato and I think usually that's what I do. Yeah, broccoli and tomato. Sometimes spinach. I oh my god! I was just gonna say spinach, basil, tomato, um, and onions. All of that on a pizza is so good. Yeah, I love, I love tomato on pizza. 
like obviously there is tomato on pizza via the sauce but i'm talking about chopped tomatoes i don't know something about like the little like when you bite it and it gets like you get those little pockets of like juice Mm -hmm. it's so good and it's tangy it's the best combination just to mm-hmm. have tomatoes on your pizza. Mm-hmm. And then the crust is crispy too. It's just, oh my, okay. I can't believe you thought I didn't love pizza. Do you hear me right now? <laughs> I'm describing pizza like art. <laughs> because I think usually at work we would get fries. That was our biggest thing, fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I felt like it was never like, oh, let's go for pizza. No, no, it was always let's go for fries. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, fries are number one for me. But, yeah. That's, yeah, that's actually true. I rarely actually do eat pizza in New York City. Doesn't that sound weird? Yeah. (laughs) Now with, like, all these uh, dollar pizza stands popping up everywhere. Yeah, I rarely eat pizza. Like, I will eat pizza when, you know, that's like the go-to for offices is to have a pizza party. So I will stock up on pizza, but I, yeah, for lunch, for some reason, I never, I don't even know where the pizza places are, to be honest, except like two bros by um, Port Authority. Oh yeah. 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 Well, actually in my new job, the first thing I noticed that was super close was McDonald's. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. we need to have a McDonald's close by or else I wouldn't have taken the job. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then I also looked for the pizza spots. That was second on my list. And actually, there's a Cava really close by. So I'm happy because I have, you know, the not so healthy choices and then the mm-hmm. healthy choices. Cava is incredible. Oh, I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. And I was going to tell you another thing about pizza. It just slipped my mind right now. But. Look at us talking about food. Yeah, I mean, this is our brand. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know what? And the, the interesting thing that you said is that we were talking about pizza, and I feel like pizza is very iconic to New York. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard that the pizza in Chicago, the it's is no. it the, the pan pizza? No. it's a casserole it's a cake you're already canceling it out no okay well i've never had pizza like i mean i have had pizza in new york city i just don't eat it that often in new york city i'm still a new yorker so i like still have pizza there's pizza spots all over the like hudson valley area um and here Chicago. I you know what I heard too? What? You know what foolishness I heard? What? I heard what is it, New Haven or Connecticut pizza is good. What? Oh Lord. No. Wait. No. What is this nonsense? Yeah. But continue, you're gonna say something. Well yeah, I was just talking about that, the pizza being iconic to New York and Chicago. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the podcast Latinx Conversations mm-hmm. a few weeks ago they did an episode of like what would be their ideal state to live in mm-hmm. so they kind of broke it down uh, I think it was between San Francisco LA and there was another one 
I, I can't remember the other one. Was it New Orleans or New Orleans? How do you say it? New Orleans, New Orleans. I don't know. I'm confused. I I say New Orleans. Okay. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I don't now know. I I Creole. <laughs> but anyway, I think those were the three uh, main places that they were discussing as to like, oh, I think New York was also in the mix. I can't remember. But anyway, they were giving like their pros and cons of each state, of each city. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it would be fun to do something like that, except I found a cutesy little quiz. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know for all of our listeners, last year we did an episode of, about Sex and the City, and we did a quiz to find out which characters we were. So this is the same thing. It's a BuzzFeed quiz. Um, so I kind of want to have each of us do it and then reveal our results what do you oh, think though? yeah watch i be chicago after i just trashed him <laughs> do you trust their pizza <laughs> it's gonna be my um or imagine you get Connecticut. <laughs> oh my goodness it's gonna be my karma <laughs> so i'm sending you this quiz right now and for our audience we're just gonna fast forward to the results So, so good. Okay, are you ready to reveal? <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's yours, Tom? I got Portland, Oregon. <laughs> so I got the West Coast. Okay. But not Los Angeles. Okay, guess which one I have. <laughs> so mine is Rio. Brazil? Yes. <laughs> you got Brazil? I did, which I'm, I'm not, like, terribly. That fits with you. It. Yeah, I feel like that fits you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I do love being near a beach. And dancing. Yes, and dancing. Okay, so the little description here that, that is given, it says, you know how to have fun. Grab your swimsuit and tan- tanning oil because you belong in Brazil. You're the kind of person with a penchant for partying who pardon my Miley really can't stop. Now you can tell all your friends what you suspect they've always known. You were made to party. Oh, wow. I didn't know you. <laughs> okay, I'm reading mine and I'm like, oh, this kind of sounds like me actually. And I'll be like, oh, wait, that, yeah, that's pretty accurate. All right. So they even mention LA, but it says, you got Portland. You are a free spirit, but not in the L.A. way. In the you're probably more cultured than most of your friends way. You're up to date on all the latest coffee brewing techniques, have a long list of local blogs you like to read, and have a taste of organic goodness in every bite you eat. Mm -hmm. Portland already, you sexy smarty pants. Oh, that is you. <laughs> Except I don't think I'm better than my friends. That's the one thing I'm like, I don't, I don't think that. <laughs> and I don't have that aura at all. Because literally I was saying to Karen prior to us even starting, I was like, I'm the person who's like, if we like two of like the same shows, you're my best friend. I'm, I'm the one who's very like, oh my God. That's yeah. Like, I'm definitely not like, oh, I think I'm better. or I have better opinions than people, except if you're a fascist. <laughs> a Nazi, obviously I'm better than you. But it's true. You are very uh, friendly 
I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not friendly, but it's just like, for me, it's like, okay, I'm still getting to know you. Yeah, no, you have to size people up beforehand. So you're pol- you're polite, like you're cordial. Yeah. I don't mean, but I'm just like, oh my God, let me tell you about that time when I was five and I went to this one place. You're going to love the story. Like I'm very... I know. I noticed that about you so quickly. And I'm just like, this girl, she's already telling her life story to a person she met five minutes ago. Yeah, I think it's growing up an only child. Maybe. It could be. Yeah. (laughs) So you were surprised, right, about what you got? I was very surprised by Portland. But then, like, they got... They really did get me, but like, especially with the coffee and then like reading. Reading? Where <laughs> was that option? Well, the local blogs that I love to read. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, let's replace local blogs with Twitter, whatever. It's still reading. Um, <laughs> I guess that counts, yeah. That counts. So that's really, really interesting. And Portland um, and Seattle are both on my list to visit. Doesn't it rain too much in Seattle? Well, I like that. <laughs> I don't. I have vitamin D deficiency because I don't like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a problem for me. Okay, then, yeah, I could see how you, you'd like Seattle. Yeah. I was a little surprised. I wasn't unhappy, though. I love Brazil. I mean, I haven't visited yet. But hey, why not? Why not live in party country? Yeah. But I don't know if we have mentioned this on the podcast that eventually we do want to move out to LA. Have we Mm -hmm. mentioned it? I don't know. Well, if we haven't, surprise. (laughs) So yeah, eventually that is our goal to move out to LA. Personally, I would still like to spend some of my time here in New York only because I'm not the type of person that can just quickly pack up and go. It takes me a little bit of time to adjust to something new. So I think like as I start getting used to LA, I would still like to spend some time here in New York so that slowly I say goodbye to New York. I can't just say goodbye to New York in one, in one second. I can't do that. But yeah, that's our goal for the future. Dom, I feel like for you, you would completely be out of New York, right? Um, I would, I would just like to have one winter, not in New York. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree. I, I feel like spending winters in LA would be ideal. Yeah. Like, I feel like a nice, we've talked about, like, what my ideal weather is because people think, like, I hate the sun so much and I must love, like, tundra. And that (laughs) is not it at all. Like, I'm a reasonable, even-keeled person when I'm not dramatic and crazy. Um, And I just, like, 70-degree weather, breezy by the beach. Not at the beach, but breezy by the beach. Um, Cute, like springtime weather and that is Malibu so Uh (laughs) it's just reminding me of the sunsets yeah the sunsets are beautiful oh speaking of LA Mm -hmm. 
So I know you haven't had that much time to watch Vida. Mm-mm. Okay. But th- we're not going to get into the deep discussion about Vida. But one of the things that I noticed between Vida and Insecure, they both take place in L.A. But when I watch it, Insecure gives me more of those vibes like I'm in L.A. Mm-hmm. versus Vida. Because I feel like Vida mostly takes place in the apartment, in the bar. And they do so, show some scenes of L.A., but I don't know. I, I'm just not getting those vibes. Because, for example, in Insecure, they go out to, to clubs. They go yeah. out to brunch spots. And get a lot of tacos. Yes. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm more emerged in the whole L.A. scene. Versus in Vida, it's just like them navigating like what they're going to do with the bar and all these family issues that come up. So I don't really see L.A. like that. Both shows give you different sides of L.A., but I'm not really getting it from Vida. And I kind of wish they did it a little bit more. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So whenever I really want to feel that L.A. vibe, I just watch Insecure. I love Insecure's L.A. vibe. That, that, that's just going to be me in L.A. <laughs> yeah. No. Other, oops, sorry. No, go ahead. There's two other shows that I want to say that, like, if I am feeling a little more antsy for la i do watch them as well in addition to insecure because it it does give you an la glimpse but it's a little bit um less melanated than (laughs) insecure but you know one of the shows that we both like um you're the worst oh yes i completely forgot about that show Mm -hmm. yes that's another one yeah i feel like they do a decent job i mean i feel like Insecure does the best out of all of them. Yeah. And does better out of all of them, showing like the diversity of um, LA. Um, but I do like You're the Worst. I really, I love when they, it's like they have a ton of like these night scenes where you can just see like on the, um, not the canyon. Why am I forgetting? Yeah, where are <laughs> they like on the hilltop or something? Yes. Yeah. They have a ton of those scenes. I and know. It's so nice. Next time we go to LA, we just have to do like one of those. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. We're going to be basics and go off there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that is something I really appreciate. Um, and then this other show, I don't think you've seen it, um, probably because I don't give it high, high ratings, but I do like it for, like, it's just, it just has, it does have an LA vibe and it has like a, it's a very industry kind of show because like the people on the show work in television and film. So it's like, I kind of, there is that part of me that feels some kind of, um, uh, connection, but I overall don't really like the characters and it's love. Have you, you've seen the show, right? Yeah. Oh, I remember that one. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't like it all, all that much either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do have to agree with you on that. Yes, it does give good L.A. vibes and more of this L.A. scene. Um, but yeah, I just, I think I just watched the first 
season and then from there I could yeah and I think I told you it was like other seasons are not worth watching (laughs) (laughs) oh speaking of now all these silly vibes here's another show that comes to mind but this is not from LA Mm -hmm. it's based here in New York Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've watched the last season it's Broad City I did not watch the last season Okay, so I remember it came out earlier this year, and I was like, okay, I'm going to remember, and I'm going to watch it. But good thing I didn't, because you know I don't do well watching shows on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. So then when it finally popped up on my Hulu feed, I was like, oh, that's right, it's the last season. And I had heard bag ladies talking about this last season. Mm -hmm. And so when I watched it, there were a lot of scenes that took place around the old area where we used to work at, which is Flatiron. Mm Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're not there anymore and I was watching the show, it kind of brought memories of like the doggy park and the the park that's there. It was just, yeah, it was nice to watch because you know those places because we're from, you know, we're so close to it. But at the same time, I felt a bit of nostalgia because we're not going there every day. Yeah. So, yeah, it it was a show that... Personally, I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, though, I really liked um, Broad City. I don't know why it slipped my mind to not watch it, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to. I thought I thought you were going to um, watch it right away. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that it aired and then it came and it went. Yeah. So I think it was. It only had four seasons, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, so this very last season is where I really felt like that nostalgia. But yeah, it was a funny season. (laughs) So I highly recommend that you watch it, Dom. So that's another one. And then let's see. What's another show? What about uh, The uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills? See, I went... Did you go to Beverly Hills when you went out to L.A.? Uh, I just had a tour. Of, okay, so I, mean, I went on the tour too. So yeah, so my broke ass could not even afford to even go into Beverly Hills. So we oh, did no. like, the tour tour, like what the tourists do. Yes. I'm not impressed. You know what? I wasn't either. But here's one thing though. So today actually, and good thing that you brought up like Beverly Hills and all that. And like Rodeo Drive and where mm-hmm. all these like expensive stores are at. Mm-hmm. Because for example, today I was walking around Fifth Avenue where you know like all the Louis Vuitton stores are and like Prada, all this nonsense. And then I was looking at it from like a different perspective. And I'm just like, mm, they make it look so glamorous on TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. But there's so much construction around here going on. Oh, much. And, like, I don't know who greenlit this structure. Like, it's just, like, there were so many big, big, big houses. Like, not the street. Like, close to each other. I was like, this is, like, so gross. It's, <laughs> it's like, these, like, massive um, Park West penthouse value homes next to each other i know i would not pay that much money boxes it's like it was really weird from the outside i feel like that's the thing with beverly hills for example like when we watch shows or something that take place there it's glamorized but then when you actually you know are there to see it you're like oh 
this is it and i i don't know i just feel like that's kind of like what happened when i went to to get that tour of beverly hills and it's the same way how now i look at new york and i'm just like yeah a lot of movies do that like they glamorize fifth avenue and all these bougie stores but the surroundings are just like yuck Mm -hmm. and i think that's why a lot of people are also a bit let down when they come visit new york for the first time and then they talk about oh there's trash and there's rats and there's this Mm -hmm. because in the movies they don't show that part so they would never when you come here you expect one thing and then you see another yeah and like to be frank it's not yuck because of like but cool and original people it's yuck because of gentrification (laughs) (laughs) no but you know what another thing that i was thinking is for example when i went to san francisco and i was doing my research as to like what places to check out and i'm the type of person that when i travel i want to go visit like iconic places like take Mm -hmm. me to the bridge Mm -hmm. take me to that scene from full house you know the the painted ladies that's that's what i am about Mm -hmm. not so much the food and so I was reading this one post about San Francisco and then people were commenting and they're like, don't waste your money going there. It's, it's a trashy city and it's disgusting and it's all of this. But then I'm thinking about it and it's like, okay, you might say that because you had a certain expectation of it about whatever media was, was giving you. But that still doesn't mean that you can call it disgusting or inc- discourage other people from visiting because at the end of the day it's someone's someone else's home you know yeah yeah yeah. so it's for example like new york yes there's rats yes there's trash yeah but i'm not saying like ew yuck like don't bother coming here no like i understand why people would want to come here because there's a lot of iconic places that come up in movies and shows and all that and i'm that type of person that goes crazy for that Mm -hmm. but also, I wouldn't say, like, oh, New York is disgusting. Because, no, at the end of the day, it's my home. Yeah. So that's kind of, a, like, one of the things that I yeah. don't like when people refer to a city as disgusting or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel that, um, too, with, um, yeah, especially, like, with San Francisco and then also parts of Seattle, which has, like, a pretty high homelessness. Like, there's housing crisis sees, is that is the word? a lot of places here in the United States. Like we did, we're like probably 11 years. I think we were close to 11 years off like the housing crisis, which is like not that far out. You know what I mean? It still took so long for the economy to probably get midway. We're not completely healed yet. And, um, a lot of times when you hear like that kind of language, that coded language is like, they're saying gross to like the homelessness and like the decay and the like inability of bureaucracy and infrastructure to like do something because we don't have that (laughs) as a society, as a government. When I'm saying yuck, I'm saying like these Beverly hillbillies (laughs) have these big houses that like the architecture is just like, it's such an eyesore and it's like too, it's like, money and like really weird positioning and what like and whatnot but yeah when people are like trashing cities like that like when you're fundamentally don't even understand like this like this there's a system that like breeds inequity 
in between people like cities are like one of the places that you're going to see inequality most brazenly you're going to see the most rich rich and the most poor poor exactly yes (laughs) so then why are you coming here expecting to just see like all this glamour and yeah yeah and then I feel like that's part of traveling like traveling Mm -hmm. opens your eyes so Mm -hmm. like what else is going outside of like you know your neighborhood or whatever so I feel like whenever people call other places like trashy or disgusting or whatever it's just like okay so then what are you even doing traveling right at the end of the day there's always going to be a place that's not super clean or whatever like no place I feel like in this country or earth no you're right in this country you're right (laughs) completely right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I just how are you when you travel like what's the point of you traveling Dom because clearly I said that I like visiting all these iconic places but I know there's people that are foodies all that stuff so um what about you I do like food I love food, so I'll try, like, local cuisine. Um, I, uh, that's a good question, because I literally just, like, kind of started traveling, because I'm not someone who does that. Like, what, my first trip was two years ago, right, when I was 26, so I don't (laughs) travel, travel, (laughs) so I don't know if I have um, acquired a persona or not persona, but like kind of like a way about traveling right okay. yet. Um, I do like, I just kind of like look up what people say, like see, see this thing, this Portland thing is actually pretty accurate. I do look at what like the local people say to do. So I'll like Google, like, you know, a list like local list or I'll find local blogs and just kind of okay. see what people are talking about I also talk to other people yeah there and just be like what do you do for fun um yeah well I mean I haven't traveled either I don't want the audience to think that I'm like this world traveler she is she I'm I'm sitting here talking about how you know I hate like how Beverly Hills is just like really blocky and gaudy (laughs) and Karen's like yeah well I have a private jet No, but uh, ever be, even before I actually started traveling, I knew kind of like what I was planning for. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of it does come from movies or what I see on social media. So when I say that I'm doing my research, I'm looking up pe- people that I know that have visited these states. And I'm like, oh, yeah, remember I bookmarked that photo. Let me look up where that was so I can add it to my itinerary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for me, it's more of the iconic areas. For example, with the very first time that I visited LA, <laughs> I don't know how people are going to judge me for this, but whatever. So I am a big fan of the movie Blood In, Blood Out. And uh-huh. I think we had discussed this before, Tom, because we talked about how we would fight for Benjamin Pratt. Yes, we would. that's why I said, uh-huh, the way I said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... When I went to LA for the first time, I had to visit that that tree that was in the movie. 
the it was what is it called it's a, i know in spanish it's a pino so in english it's pine it's a pine tree yes okay but this was like a big pine tree mm-hmm. the iconic tree that was in the movie <laughs> So I remember that with Angie, we Googled it. We were like, okay, how do we get to this tree? Eventually we did find our way to it. And I had to take a whole bunch of pictures right by it. So that was one of the main places that I went to for LA. Mm -hmm. And then another one. Oh, okay. So I never made it all the way up to like the Hollywood sign. Because I did want to get super close. I know of some people that do get super close, but for some reason we had trouble finding it. Mm -hmm. Same here. Yeah, eventually I found another video which describes it a little bit better on how to get there. So, but yeah, I I got as close as I could, which was just to the observatory. (laughs) But yeah, so that was the first time that I went to LA. Like I went to like all these iconic spots and same thing with San Francisco. Um, let's see what else, but yeah, I'm just like that. I'm just like, okay, whatever I see, you know, people posting about, like, I want to experience it for myself. Yeah. I think that's mostly what it is for me. Mm-hmm. I want to experience it for myself, not just see it on social media. Mm-hmm. And then food, it's like, oh yeah, I have to eat to keep up with all these adventures, but it's not like my main thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like once I travel outside the country, then it will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know me, I love food anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to like the local deli. It's a, it's a thing for me. <laughs> um, I, I think I also treat like, you're very active on vacation and I'm not that. Yeah. Oh no, girl. You are just gonna catch me back in my hotel when it's nighttime. Just to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like taking it very slow. That's why I do like the West Coast because it is very like lackadaisical. So it's like really like, and it's like what three hours in between. So I'm already, I'm like on New York time. So I'm like, yeah. okay, like I am like not wasting because my point is to just like take things slow so I'm like I'm taking even more time than I normally would in New York so yeah I kind of just like um what we did when I went out to LA with a friend um it was just like we'll like hang out and like get to know like locally but like we'll always plan one big thing to do in the evening or like one big thing to do during the day that would like require us to just like stay in West Hollywood or like, we'll do one big thing where we're just like are exploring Malibu, Venice. And, um, well, they're not in the same place. I meant to say Santa Monica, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Monica, Venice and Marina del Rey. So we did like that in one day kind of thing, but like, we were just like, we'll go with the flow. Not really so much like, Oh, I need to go there and I need to go there and I need to go there. It was just like, I'm just going to, you know, sleep in, yeah. wake up. Oh, no. For me, vacation time is like I have to wake up by the time the sun is out so that I can maximize this day. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get away from. But then it's, it's great because you just feel like your day is super long and the adventure continues. And, yeah, I just love it. Yeah, no, no itineraries for me. I mean, I, itineraries like 
in that like I can kind of understand where I'm gonna go and like what I have an idea of but I'm just like I'm what vacation equals relaxation for me so it's just like I the opposite of how I would be oh right right oh yeah so no like I'm very much a planner so no not not too much planning kind of thing okay yeah I feel like for me the thing is that I love the outdoors and then I feel like I spend most of my time indoors because of work Mm -hmm. so then when I finally I'm out there in nature or just outdoors I feel like I have to maximize my time Mm -hmm. you just need to live in LA (laughs) just like work work from a beach I think (laughs) no you know what earlier before we started recording I was looking at the co-working space, The Wing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone is familiar with it by now. Mm-hmm. But they're opening up a new location, which I think it's in Boston. Mm-hmm. And it looks so beautiful. They actually have like a a rooftop. And so there's tables set up there. So now not only can you work in this very creative stylish workspace mm-hmm. but now there's also a, a terrace yes mm-hmm. the terrace and I was looking at the pictures that the wing posted and even the interior like there's a lot of natural sunlight like there's like huge windows from like the ceiling all the way down to the floor mm-hmm. so you get all this beautiful natural light plus the terrace excuse me that's where I will be having all my meetings mm-hmm. I like I love I love natural sunlight. I just don't want to be part of the elements. Yeah, so we we are different. Yeah. I not that I want to be caged in a room or like in a cave for twelve hours. I do like to get out. I just like really, really minimal. I'm not a nature person. Although I do want to try camping at least once. At least once? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess yeah. Once is fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, yeah, I just don't see you camping, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> like, after one night, you're going to want to leave. No, I'm, like, not that, like, I know people who are really afraid of bugs. I'm actually not that weirded out as long as my ears are covered. Okay. I'm even crawling up and, like, digging a hole in my brain. I wasn't saying it so much because of the bugs. I was mm-hmm. saying it mostly due to the heat. Yeah, that's, I'm not crazy. I'm not camping in the heat. <laughs> so when would you plan to camp in November? Spring. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to camp in like July in 90 degree weather. <laughs> but I would camp in like May, probably even June because it probably gets cooler during the night. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of camping, uh, everything we're talking about now reminds me of TV shows or movies. <laughs> when does it not? <laughs> <laughs> but since we're on the camping topic, yeah. it's like TV shows and film is like reality, and then our lives just happens to happen. <laughs> it's not the other way around. It's not that like li- like art is create like, is inspired by life. It's like no, our lives are inspired by art. Duh. <laughs> 
Okay, so there's this movie. Um, is it The Parent Trap? Yes. Where little Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is Parent Trap. She has a twin. And remember that, the, that both girls live in different parts of the country. Well, yeah, actually different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And then they, it turns out that they meet at this camp. I remember when I watched the movie, I was maybe about, I don't know, nine, something like that. And I was so obsessed with that camp. I think the only reason why I really loved that movie was because of the whole camp atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like be in a camp like them and just go out in nature and explore everything that they did in that movie I was obsessed with. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to camp too when I was a kid. Me too. Oh my God. I wanted to go so bad. But of course my parents would never send me. Never. Especially my dad. He always had this thing about like, no, how is my daughter going to sleep outside the house? She's a girl. Same. Same. But also the older I get, I'm like, mm, actually they might have had some truth to it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like I do... I really want, I've always wanted like sleepovers and I still think I will provide that for my own children. If that happens, birth my, both my fur children and like, you know, dogs can have sleepovers too. Of course they can. <laughs> and the two legged ones. Um, but in my space where I can keep an eye on them and I know no one's going to be like doing anything, no satanic cult rituals um, <laughs> that will get out of hand. Maybe some witchy stuff. They can do some brujita stuff, whatever. Um, <laughs> no summoning the big guy himself. Uh, nothing too crazy illegal. That's not going to be monitored and definitely no, in, like any okay. propriety where people are, you know, there's no education. <laughs> So basically, the, the, yeah, you would be supervising the sleepover. So your child will never leave the house. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I feel like they can do burrito stuff. It's not like I'm there in prison. No, I feel like that's fair, I guess. You know, you're not letting them go to sleepovers, but they can still have sleepovers. Yes, absolutely. So I feel like that's a happy medium, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, once Chris Evans and I get together and he has enough money to make a little camping <laughs> camping thing in the backyard of the house. So basically these kids are going to be camping overlooking like LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I want to join that sleepover. Yeah. My kids will never, so they'll have sleepovers and then they'll have like a summer long camp, but it'll literally just be the backyard. They won't leave <laughs> any of the perimeters. Will they even go to school? I still have to think about that. Well, now with parents not wanting to vaccinate their kids. Especially in L.A. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you might as well homeschool your kids. I'm fine with that. Yeah, because, uh uh-uh, no. They are not going to be, like, playing with these kids that are not vaccinated. Yeah, no. (laughs) Not at all. No. (laughs) So, uh, once I... So once, oh yeah, remember we did in the other episode when we said if we had Jeff Bezos's money, we'll like mm-hmm. have property. And but I want like I want a co-op. So ooh, what if it's a co-op farm and can't? Oh my god, Galaxy Brain is happening right now. 
Yeah. So it's a co-op slash farm slash camping site. Yeah, for children. <laughs> Wonderful. That actually works well with your camp, with your camp, with your farm. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that when I was in middle school, there was this program where they would take us to a farm for a whole week. And they would show you how to milk the cows and feed the pigs. Are you sure they weren't, like, extracting your labor? Well, yeah. okay. I had little children just working so, on my farm. I know about this because my brother was the one that got to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Because I was a girl. Oh and I was not allowed to sleep outside of the house. Yeah, yeah, I'm still salty about it. But whatever. But according to all the other kids, yeah, they just gave you, like, an insight as to, like, farm life, you know? Mm-hmm. Taking care of the chickens. And I'm pretty sure they did not let, like, 11-year-olds do all of this. Because 11-year-olds are just wild. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, I'm not going to exploit little babies for my camp. <laughs> so I can have squash blossoms. <laughs> but that's a that's a good way to uh have you know have your camp so that your your the kid that visit can also yeah, get a little happen because I'm just like I do get a little nervous some like when you think about like you you know you hear new news stories and I'm definitely not gonna take it to the extreme of like locking my kids in like you know how we were raised. Um, and it's definitely not going to be something gendered either. It's like, I, I, I'm not putting the onus on my daughter to be like, oh, because you have these things about you, you're the reason why you're staying in. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, to ensure safety and like sense of, you know, peace of mind and then to have like a place where I would want to like foster a good community for the other like children in the community. I don't mind doing it myself. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a happy medium because you, your child is still not missing out on those experiences. Yeah, but you know, like things are happening while you're yeah. you're supervising. Right, exactly. And we're gonna get that Captain America money. <laughs> I'm openly scheming for that ass. Plus, <laughs> if you're gonna live up in this like fancy house, you're gonna have a ton of cameras. So I'm pretty sure yeah. nothing crazy will happen. Kids will be safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, just, they don't have to do anything. Like, it's like, you know, nothing like that would be the start of a scary movie. That's it. They can do <laughs> little, like, they can do little cute Ouija boards or whatever. Well, my mom always told me not to play with Ouija boards. Yeah, I don't think they can. I, I, I'm not terrible. There's going to be another episode, and I think we should actually have like this discussion because we both grew up religious, mm-hmm. and for the most for the most part, we still like have a lot of that teaching. Yeah. Um, we're very very like aware and mindful of that. Um, whether or not we practice, that could be talked about in in another episode. But like, I actually did want to like see like because I'm not terribly like you know. Um, the exorcists and things like that don't, um, I don't know. They don't like make me like, that's not my thing that I think about, but then I'm like, Oh, but like, what about ghosts and angels and things like that? And like, what happens if you like get your palm read or like tarot Mm -hmm. cards and things like that? So these things I'm interested in learning more (laughs) about. Yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying because I, I feel like we were raised similar, mm-hmm. especially like 
with our moms being the religious ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I was always told not to play with Ouija boards. And yeah. like you said, we can get into a deeper discussion on another, on another episode. So, so good. And moving on to our next segment, Dom, anyone you want to highlight? I wanted to highlight, well, I mean, they both have been guests on this show. Um, I'm feeling, because I'm in a very filmmakery mood, I want to highlight Armando and also uh, Mishida Phillips. Um, who are both filmmakers and they're working really hard on their projects right now. But I just wanted to shout them out because um, they've just really been putting in the work. It's been really exciting to see them flourish and thrive on social media. Um, And I'm like really, really, really looking forward to what they have to um, showcase. And I want everyone to go support these wonderful um, creators of color. Beautiful. And on the topic of TV shows and people hustling, mm-hmm. I want to highlight a podcast called A Spoilers Podcast. Oh, ooh. That yeah. Good. So actually, this is Ruben from Queer Chicano Chisme. I love him on Twitter. <laughs> I know. You are constantly sending me His screenshots because I love him. <laughs> yeah. But on this specific podcast, the other co-host, the name is Steph O. Well, that's her the name on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, she used to or she still works at Me Too. I believe she did something, you know, with one of those publications that was similar to BuzzFeed. But she also is a video creator. Nice. And from LA as well. So her and Ruben are the ones that do this spoilers podcast, mm-hmm. and they talk about film, TV shows, and they just give their overall analysis. And then there's also a grading system, which I think is pretty cute. But yeah, definitely go check them out. I recently subscribed to their podcast and started binge listening all their episodes. So highly, highly recommend. I like their overall dissection of each show. Yeah, he is such a good commentator. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just, like, I mean, I think our politics also really align. So when he's, like, saying things, I'm like, yes, that's exactly the framework I had, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, go check them out. Subscribe to their podcast. Leave leave a review because we know how important those are. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I think at the time that we were recording this, this is still a thing on Twitter. And it's one of the um, Parkland kids um, who, you know, was uh, at majority, Mar- Marjorie Stoneman um, High School that time that, you know, I think it was... Um, during Valentine's Day, it was a really, like, it was a huge mass shooting that made the news, which, like, is weird nowadays to say because there's so many, there's so much violence that sometimes they really, like, it's either going to make a lot of noise or it's just, like, a passing thing that you see, which is terrible that we have 
that much violence in this society. But um, he, uh, his name is Kyle um, Kashu. I don't really know how to say his last name, to be honest. Um, okay. He, so he was, he applied to Harvard and he got in. He, I want to say a full disclosure, he is like on the right. He is very conservative, um, right wing almost kind of um he has done things with turning point usa which has had a lot of issues with you know latent racism um and anti-semitism and it came out a couple of months ago i think like less than less than two years ago that he was saying like wildly racist things um in private messages and when it was released, he apologized. And um, today, his acceptance to Harvard was rescinded because of that incident. Oh. Yeah. And my issue is, like, one, like, we kind of already know, like, we kind of know how, how a lot of these people who like tend to be reactionary and you know either crypto or proto fascists tend to look at people who aren't you know part of their in group so like we know like racism is like part and parcel of the whole thing you know so like i'm not entirely surprised that he is <laughs> spewing all of this stuff um and I'm not surprised that he's saying it, he's doing it at, er, at an early age. He's probably like subscribing to white supremacy at an even earlier age. You know what I'm saying? So like that isn't entirely surprising to me. What I'm not really understanding is the discourse around it where people are just like, oh, you know, people say like crazy things when they're young. And I'm like, no, no, no. What we're not going to do is like, the very people who were victimized by his slurs, he was saying the N-word a lot. Um, he also did, said a lot of anti-Semitic things, but, like, the one thing that's making the most news is the, his excessive use of the N-word. So the people who are victimized by his slurs don't even get a chance to do, quote, stupid things. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. You don't even get... We don't, like, we don't even get a chance to even be children at points in our lives. He has that privilege. Exactly. And then you're sitting here like, well, I'll forgive him for, like, being a, a dodo brain and saying these, like, single person. It's like, this is, this, it's the societal thing, like, that is, the word is so bad that people don't even say it. You have to say the N-word. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you understand that to be the case, then you know it's wrong. Yeah. And you're, actively saying like I don't care I want to say it because you're going to say it because that's how you feel you know what I'm saying so like it's not like he just like it slipped out like while he was rapping a rap song or something he was using it excessively he has this framework you know this is how he's operating it's not a silly mistake so this whole discourse about like well you know he's young and like he shouldn't be punished for going to but he'll be fine like Harvard, not going to Harvard is a punishment. Like he'll be fine. Um, if only that was people's punishments is that they don't go into Harvard. There's people who like, who are people of color in like our own neighborhoods in the Bronx who like probably would 
exceed him because I know it's not his grades that I got him in. Um, would probably exceed him scholastically. We'll never even get the chance to even apply to Harvard. So I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And that's, that's like <laughs> really interesting right. today. Yeah. Um, is this uh, this discourse about like, oh, forgive him. He's a child. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Part of growing up is like, you got to face your consequences. Yeah. Like the fact that your consequences is that you're not going into an Ivy League school is like, like boohoo. Okay. Yeah. It is boohoo. Oh. <laughs> well, that is a wrap, everyone, for this episode. I, I feel like we did a lot of talking. We did. But people got to know our traveling side a bit more. Well, we're going to give a little, a little bit more now that we are giving a little time in between. I know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, please make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Bye. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, this feels so, so good. We them guys, let me this podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media. But you with the crew, so you can come disguise here. Step up in our shoes, let us give you the news and tell you all the things that others who scared to. My city worldwide, so how can I fear you? We wasn't raised on the state code, I'ma spare you. This is not a scene that you can compare to. You might as well soak it all in while you here, dude. Cause this is the birthplace of rap RP the pun. Couple more seconds in the show's begun. I said, birthplace of rap RP the pun. Couple more seconds in the show's begun. And that's from the Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love. Oh, 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 Bronx with love. Bronx with love from the Bronx with Bronx with love from the Bronx with